Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Across the Atlantic, the French presidential election is set to end this Sunday. Centrist and current president Emmanuel Macron is facing off against far-right candidate Marine Le Pen. Macron and Le Pen disagree on a lot of different issues, but especially when it comes to climate policy, meaning France's climate future could hinge on the outcome of this election. If Macron wins, we can expect little changes to the current situation. Macron has been trying to portray itself as a green leader, but we can expect if Marine Le Pen wins that France will not be among the frontrunners when it comes to pushing more ambitious climate policies at the EU level. The election also comes as Europe faces high gas prices and a possible recession, largely due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So today, I spoke with Politico Europe's Louise Guillot on the climate impact of France's presidential election. It's Friday, April 22nd. Emmanuel Macron has taken a greener stance and is proposing a greener project than Marine Le Pen. She said she's for a green transition, but not to do it as fast as it is the case at the moment, which comes a little bit in contradiction with recent reports from climate scientists who've shown that the world actually needs to accelerate on reducing emissions if it wants to rein in climate change. In contrast, Emmanuel Macron has proposed a more ambitious project when it comes to to climate change, has acted on climate change during his term, although green groups have said that he didn't do enough to reduce emissions and he acknowledged that he, he needs to do more. But it's interesting to see that on one issue in particular, the topic of nuclear energy, both candidates actually agree on the need to boost nuclear energy in the country. So Emmanuel Macron wants to build 14 new nuclear reactors until 2050 and also ramp up renewable energies. While Marine Le Pen wants to bet it all on nuclear energy, so she wants to build at least two nuclear reactors per year and completely dismantle wind turbines in the country and put a moratorium on new solar and wind infrastructure. Turning back to Macron in particular, as you said, he's talked a lot more about his climate policies in recent weeks, including particularly on nuclear Why does he think this kind of green pivot in the presidential election will actually help him win? What's the political calculus here? The political calculus for Macron is pretty clear here. He's pivoting to his left and trying to appeal to green-minded voters because this part of the electorate and the far-left candidate, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, scored 22% of the vote in the first round, put him in, in, in third after Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen. So it's, I would say, a relatively easy move for Emmanuel Macron and pretty straightforward move to differentiate himself from 
Marine Le Pen, I mean, Macron has really tried to make environmental issues, put them on the most central stage in the last weeks, indeed to appeal to those left-wing voters and hesitant voters, and also to younger voters who largely abstained in the first round of the election on April 10th, with a bit more than 40% of 18 to 24 years old who abstained in the first round, which is quite interesting considering that a lot of young people rank climate change as one of their main concerns. So we clearly see Macron trying to appeal to this part of the population to secure his re-election. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure many listeners remember when Macron in 2018 had to withdraw a fuel tax after it ignited the infamous Yellow Jackets movement protests. So what's the risk that he faces any kind of backlash for leaning into climate policies in the way that he is now, especially when energy prices are so high across Europe? I know Le Pen has kind of hit Macron for being too involved with Russia's invasion of Ukraine rather than focusing on French domestic issues. Cost of living is polling as a top, as the top concern among the electorate. So what's the risk here, if any? Well, there might be a risk for Macron to appear as someone that is profiting in a way from the situation. Left-wing politicians opposing Macron have said they, they will vote for him, not because they agree with this project, but because they want to block the far-right candidate from coming in power. And that his green pivot is not really, like you can't really trust him in upholding his green ideas during the term. So he's really trying not to use the same method as he used in 2018 with the Yellow Jacket protest, you know, basically increasing the carbon tax. But he's trying to first put in place all the infrastructure needed for the green transition to adapt their way of living before, you know, any increase of prices because of a higher CO2 tax. And it's also very much linked to what's happening at the EU level. I mean, the European institutions are at the moment reviewing a number of policies under the European Green Deal to like reform the CO2 emissions trading system. So there is also a European element in the sense that France, along with other countries, will get money from the European level to help people and consumers in the transition and shield them from higher energy prices, whether it's to support building renovation or switching to an electric cars, for instance. Also, in domestic news, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission finally issued its long-awaited proposal to improve U.S. transmission. That's a big step since the Biden administration aims to decarbonize the power grid by 2035. On Thursday, FERC voted to move forward on a proposed rule that would require transmission owners to conduct long-term transmission planning in order to consider the future resource mix. The proposed rule also establishes new criteria around cost allocation, giving states a greater role in how to more efficiently and cost-effectively assign costs to system upgrades. Something to note, the proposal does not directly address the interconnection queue, as over 1,300 gigawatts of clean energy resources wait to connect to the grid. Moving forward, FERC will continue to take comments on the proposed rule before developing a final rule in the coming months. The agency may also still develop another proposal to address outstanding issues, including the transmission queue. 
For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morning energy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Carlos Prieto and Raghu Madhuvalan edited this week's podcast. Normal Malaikal is the podcast producer. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back Monday. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.